Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. Now, in its 175th year, Hillsdale is a truly independent institution where learning is prized and intellectual enthusiasm is valued. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to Hillsdale for their sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877 The two big topics, the election, the coronavirus, and in the third hour, several others. Great guests. The great Sidney Powell is going to be on here at the bottom of the hour. We're going to talk about, among other things, the Dominion voting system. We're also going to talk about this vaccine because now Joe Biden's out there saying, hey, if you don't let us in on this and we're not involved in distributing it, you're costing lives. Who is this idiot who contributed nothing to this process? Wear masks, wear masks. We're paying billions and billions of dollars for the FDA and this and that and the other. God knows the pension and the the medical benefits, the Fauci, wear masks. I can get a third grader. Give him a lollipop. Say the same thing. Wear masks. Now, the coronavirus infection rate is through the roof, they keep telling us, right? Well, no, people are wearing masks more than ever before. They're wearing masks. They're wearing gloves. They're wearing raincoats. They're wearing uh, flippers. Everybody, pretty much. So the masks aren't cutting it, apparently. But more on that later. The Dominion voting system sounds like a conspiracy theory. Is there something wrong? By the way, they just found a few thousand ballots in Republican area in, uh, in Georgia. What? Remember, you're like, what is it, 14,000, 11,000, 15,000 apart? This matters. It's all this pressure. Hey, stop. You're undermining democracy. Stop, stop. We don't need lectures from people who tried to destroy democracy four years ago and every day since. Again, more on that later. The Dominion voting system. Wow, the Dominion. Is there anything wrong? All these kooky Trump supporters. We're conspiracy theorists. 
There must be something wrong. Where are the media? Why aren't they looking into the, the Dominion voting system? Where are they? Where's the constipated news network? Where's MSLSD? Where are they? Well, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? Three weeks ago, there was a whole big segment done on Dominion voting. Oh, yeah. By PBS. PBS. The pubic broadcasting system, a.k.a. the public broadcasting system. During the news hour, hat tip right scoop, October 26, 2020. Now, I would never normally do this unless I wanted to take a nap during the show, which I never want to do. But I want you to listen to this. Increase the volume on your radio or whatever device you're listening. Call the family around. The Dominion voting system, which is one of the key issues being raised and about to be raised by the Trump campaign, among several others. Listen to this. PBS, not me. Cut one. Go. Protecting the voting process from outside interference is a high priority this election season. In his latest report, Miles O'Brien looks at some of the latest technology being used in Georgia and whether it provides a stronger defense against tampering than the traditional paper ballot. It's part of our ongoing Leading Edge series on science and innovation. In Georgia, early voting turnout is high. The presidential race is a toss-up, and both Senate seats are in play. So I, naturally, by the way, why the does everybody on uh, public TV sound like they just smoked a joint? Hey, guess what? Anyway, go ahead. Watching what voters here will do, while in the world of computer science, they are tensely tracking what the voting machines will do. Georgia's kind of a petri dish. Alex Halderman is a professor of computer science at the University of Michigan. There's a lot more we have to learn about Georgia's election system, and that's going to help inform how to better secure elections, not just in Georgia in November, but across the country for years to come. He's among a handful of independent election security experts getting unprecedented access to the inner workings of the state's $107 million voting system rolled out earlier this year. Also taking a deep dive, election security white hat hacker Hari Hursty. They have set up a, a complicated system which is centralized and doesn't seem to have any safeguards. Georgia's vote tallying system is a complex assortment of laptops, iPads, magnetic cards, touchscreens, printers, and scanners. Lots of moving parts. This is the poll pad. On election day, it is used to check in voters. Rick Barron is Fulton County's Director of Registration and Elections. He gave me a demo. It tells whether we've issued an absentee by mail ballot whether somebody's voted early, whether they've voted that absentee ballot, or whether they, they're still eligible to vote. Once a voter is deemed eligible, the iPad activates a magnetic card, which in turn unlocks a so-called ballot marking device, or BMD. This is a um, pretty complicated way to do something you could do with pen and paper. The, there yes. are advantages here, right? Yes. The advantages are puts a true mark on the screen. When done, the voter prints a ballot. Selections are recorded in human-readable text and in a QR code, which is read and counted by an optical scanner. 
Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, says this is more accurate than pen and paper. The problem with pen and paper is sometimes you have your instructions on what you're supposed to do, but you end up with spoiled ballots. Sometimes people will put an X here, but then they'll circle this one here, or they'll make different marks on it. What did they really mean there? Still, elections officials tell us they seldom see a hand-marked ballot where they can't determine voter intent. In 2019, Georgia bought the devices from a Canadian company called Dominion Voting Systems. They replaced paperless machines like these, made by a now-defunct company called Diebold Election Systems. A federal judge forced the state to scrap the discredited devices. Election security activist Marilyn Marks was part of the lawsuit that triggered the change. But for her, ballot-marking devices, now used widely in 14 states, are not the ideal remedy. We need paper records that are marked by the voter with the voters on hand, where we know that was recorded the way that the voter wanted it recorded. So she and the other plaintiffs took aim at the new voting machines. The lawsuit came into sharp focus after their chaotic debut in the June primary. The poll pads took as long as 30 hours to download the voter database, displayed the wrong races, and would randomly shut down. And the power-hungry ballot marking devices blew circuit breakers in numerous locations. Poll workers, many of whom had no hands-on training because of the pandemic, were often befuddled by the new technology. We've learned a lot of lessons. We're putting technicians in every single polling place. We have to make sure that not only do the poll workers know how to use the equipment, but then these technicians are then going to be relied upon to fix any issues. We want to just fly under the radar and do our jobs and, you know, stay away from the news. <laughs> but election security experts working for the plaintiffs in the lawsuit against the state have uncovered several troubling issues. Alex Halderman looked closely at the QR codes, where the votes are encoded for the scanner. By analyzing the structure of the QR codes, I've been able to learn that um, there's nothing that stops an attacker from just duplicating one, and the duplicate would count the same as the original barcode. And in late September, another concern came to light. During testing, election workers found half the names of the 21 candidates for Senate intermittently disappeared from screens during the review phase. Dominion sent out a last-minute software patch. I'm worried that the Georgia system is the technical equivalent to the 737 MAX. They've just made a last-minute software change that uh, might well have unintended consequences and cause even more severe problems on Election Day. You never want to rush something which is mission critical, and this is mission critical, into production without proper time of testing. That's really one of the ways bad actors are finding the vulnerabilities they exploit, is looking for in honest vulnerabilities and finding out if they can be weaponized, if they can be exploited. Despite all the concerns, federal judge Amy Totenberg decided to let the election proceed with the ballot marking device system. The Secretary of State says post-election audits will bring any QR code discrepancies to light. We're in the process of really, you know, continuing to expand the capabilities that we have so we can audit more of the races. But when we do the audit, we actually do it on the human readable portion, not on the QR code. 
Alex Halderman and his team at the University of Michigan conducted a mock election to see if voters are likely to catch mistakes on the printouts. Only 7% spotted a deliberately planted error. So double-check your ballot before you scan. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Miles O'Brien in Atlanta. For the Mark Levin Show, I'm Mark Levin, sitting on my ass right behind this microphone. Now, now do you know why this is a big issue? This Dominion voting system has never been used in a major, broad election before. It's being used in 14 states, in scores of counties. PBS was honest about it three weeks ago. So when reporters are grilling and berating Trump lawyers and others who are on television, which I saw yesterday, which almost made me throw up, they're utterly ill-informed about what's taking place. How many, how many ballots? How, how are you going to make this up? When I read people at National Review, in other words, you know, there's only 10,000 votes in Pennsylvania. They have no idea what the Trump campaign's coming up with. They have no idea what these volunteer lawyers are focused on. None. Well, how are you going to make up those votes? So in addition to outright fraud, of which there are infinite examples that they're trying to pull together, in addition to the outright violations of the Constitution, not only Article 2, but the Equal Protection Clause, you have true and serious issues related to the Dominion voting system. All this effort, I'm watching it now, right before I come on the show. You know, we have senators saying he really needs, we have Asa Hutchison, H, the big ace, Asa Hutchison is out there now saying, Biden's the winner. We got Rubio. Biden's the winner. Who the hell cares what they say? There's a politicians who are unencumbered with anything. They haven't talked to any of the litigators. They haven't gone into the field. There are serious systemic issues with respect to the Dominion voting system that require serious audits. Some states will, are refusing to do them because they have Democrat secretaries of state. Wouldn't it be refreshing? If the governor of Ohio and the governor of Arkansas and the senator from Florida and the rest of them actually knew what the hell they were talking about? Wouldn't it be refreshing? Now, this was the PBS NewsHour piece on October 26, 2020, before the election. You've heard squat since the election. Well, now we've had hundreds of... Of millions, what, what is it? It's about 150, 160 million people vote. Far more than we're in the testing system. Far more than we're in the testing system. Hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. Why won't, why won't Trump help? Trump's now killing people, according to Biden. He's killing people because he won't show Biden how they intend to distribute the vaccine. I suspect the reason they won't show Biden how to distribute the vaccine is because Everything's already in place. It doesn't matter who the president of the United States is because this president put the system in place. The process will work. So Biden comes up with mud balls. That's all he ever does. First of all, he lied during the campaign. Oh, what vaccine? And we can't trust it. Kamala Harris said the same. And, and, and still, you don't hear Biden saying, you know, we want to salute the president of the United States. He doesn't even say that for the vaccine. And you don't even hear it from Republicans. Where the hell are they? There was one, one man who drove this. 
It wasn't Fauci. He was on the sidelines wearing a mask. It wasn't the FDA. They had tons of red tape that they had to cut through. It was Trump. Trump. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. In a few minutes, we're going to have an exclusive interview with Sidney Powell, who is, as you know, a tremendous lawyer and dogged as hell. And she's working, and she's working on this very issue with this Dominion voting system. And I think it was this system they found some time ago shortly after the general election, that it had assigned 6,000 votes to Biden, but they really belonged to Trump. I believe it was this system. And so you've literally had people on the air, on TV and radio, news people and hosts, who said there's no evidence of fraud. They, it's, it's preposterous when you look at these filings, but put that aside. Why haven't they done a single story on the Dominion voting system since PBS did it on October 26th? Not one. Why don't they go into these areas and find out what happened with the Dominion voting system? And they can bring these security experts with them. There's not a single newsroom in America that's done that. Not one. Because they don't want to change the call of the election. Now, some of these states are very, very close still. They're very, very close. You don't have to flip 100,000 votes in some of these states. You're looking at three, four, five, six. The case of Wisconsin, you're looking at seven or 8,000 votes. The case of Atlanta, something in that ballpark. I'll be right back. Hillsdale College serves four purposes, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. 
Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com, Levin for Hillsdale.com. The Mark Levin Show, where we create the talking points. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Well, as I have my friend Sidney Powell here, I'm seeing my friends at Fox with a Chiron. Experts deny voting fraud with Dominion voting machines. Now, Sidney Powell, I played for seven minutes at the top of this hour the piece done by PBS on October 26, 2020, before the election, where there were experts, security experts, that were extremely concerned about this voting system. They can call it fraud. They can call it whatever they want. And it's... Mark, she's gone. We have to get her back. I was just whispered in my ear. Okay, well, let's try and get her back. Anyway, let me get back to my point. My point is that you have the, you have the media out there, friend and foe, that are just blowing off this Dominion voting issue... And they haven't even looked into it. I mean, PBS looked into it on October 26th. I played that for you. All right, let's hope we're back. Uh, Sydney Powell, how are you? I am uh, in a tsunami of information coming in from patriotic Americans who are fed up with the corruption all over, including with our own CIA and FBI and DHS. All right. I, I, I want to focus, job. though. I, wa- I want to focus, though on the Dominion voting machines, where now we're having people say, experts say that the Dominion voting machines, uh, there's no fraud. And I played a piece at the top of the hour with uh, PBS, October 26th, where they did seven minutes of how this system can be penetrated, but even more than that, how the system is imperfect and they slap something on the end of September to try and improve it. Why are the media ignoring the Dominion voting machines or the system? Because it's going to blow up the whole election. It's going to blow up local elections. It's going to blow up congressional elections for some people because they can pick and choose who they want to win. I've got a firsthand witness now. In fact, I just uh, emailed you, you an affidavit from a witness that can now be used publicly. It's redacted in some places, but he was present for the creation of the system for the specific purpose of uh, falsifying election results for Hugo Chavez and then Madura. They exported it all over Latin America. It's the Smartmatic and Dominion system specifically built for doing this very thing for changing the results of elections. He saw it done. He knows exactly how they do it. He explained how they do it. He's seen it work, and he realized when things were happening the way they were here, particularly when the states that suddenly went down, you know, they stopped counting the votes, that it's because the lead was so great for President Trump that they had to go in and do a separate reset on the machines to make it come out for Biden. And you have evidence to this effect, witnesses to this effect. I do indeed. 
All right. The fact, and I know here's a quote. Working. The fact that Go the ahead. voting machine displays a voting result that the voter intends and then prints out a paper ballot, which reflects that change, does not matter. It is the software that counts the digitized vote and reports the results. The software itself is the one that changes the information electronically to the result that the operator of the software and vote counting system intends to produce the counts. That's how it's done. So the software, the software itself, configures the vote and voting result, changing the selection made by the voter. The software decides the result regardless of what the voter votes. It's shocking. And this system is in how many states, do you know? Uh, 30. 30 states. And he also says, yeah, he also says it's even worse than that because he says that the same software DNA is in every voting system in the country. And lucky me, my damn email's down. I can't even pull it up right now. Now, I'm concerned about these judges, particularly these 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 local trial state judges and all the media pressure to end this thing and Republicans now coming out and saying, you know, let's end this thing. What kind of form can you get this in front of where you're going to have a fair shake? Well, it's, I would imagine it's going into the uh, Georgia lawsuit tomorrow. It, I'll make it available for the people in Pennsylvania to add to their filing tomorrow. And uh, this is, not, I mean, I've got other witnesses contacting me, too. We're reporting it and creating the affidavits with them as fast as we possibly can. But I've got corroboration for this already. I want the from audience another, to understand. insider. I want the audience to understand how hard you're working, how hard all these volunteer lawyers are working, that this sort of thing takes time, which is one reason why the media and the Democrats want you to stop, isn't it? Oh, yes. Everybody in their pet rock is trying to stop me from doing this, even people mm-hmm. around the president. Oh, really? Oh, well, yeah. that's the, that that's unfortunate. But this Dominion voting machine, I mean, PBS raised concerned about it October 26th. I don't know of another news group out there that's since the election. I mean, PBS was raising concerns about this on some much smaller scale when they were basically just doing testing and so forth, and these security experts came in and said, this is a a very problematic system. And and Georgia just adopted it this year, and then they they had to to put a uh, patch on the system because they were having problems with the system. And uh, and it's as if uh, it's all of a sudden perfect with tens of millions of people using it. That patch, Mark, was probably the change in the software needed to make sure that Biden won. Mm -hmm. And people are going to listen to this. You know, the the, the beautiful people. You know, Sydney, you and Mark are nuts with your conspiracy theories and so forth. And you know what? They don't study (laughs) this stuff. They haven't looked into this stuff. It's not their name under penalty of perjury. They might have very well actually benefited from it in some way. There's no telling how many people we elected who bought this benefit for themselves in one fashion or another, or who got paid off by Dominion to have it put into their state. Mm -hmm. No telling. How many, how many states have investigated the Dominion voting system since the election? I'm not aware of any. 
No, I don't think so. Texas rejected it, but unfortunately, and thought they were doing the right thing the way they were by rejecting Dominion, but they may have problems within the software they got, because this witness says that the DNA of the tabulation capability and the vote change capability is in every system in the country because they use or play off the Smartmatic software that was designed to do this. I mean, this is a huge problem, and the fact that our government has been warned repeatedly. Uh, Carolyn Maloney, the congresswoman from New York, I think, tried to tell people several years ago, even Klobuchar and and, uh, Elizabeth Warren complained about it, and now they're scrubbing the Internet of of their complaints and the articles that they were relying on to complain about it. I do happen to have a copy of a study that Carolyn Maloney commissioned out of somebody in Seattle that said it was unreliable and dangerous and easily hacked. And I think if the president tweeted out a hack a, a hack of it at a, a hackathon or something, <laughs> some big <laughs> convention they have where people try to hack stuff, and Dominion wouldn't submit it for testing because it's made to be hacked. It's made to be controlled by in somebody fact, outside fact, the system. Just to back up your point, Sidney Powell, I have in front of me a letter December 6, 2019, Signed by, it's a long letter, i got to get to the bottom of the damn thing. Because liberals, you know, they can't write in two letters. But Elizabeth Warren was one of them. Ron Wyden was another one. Uh, as I say, I don't have it all in front of me right now. And they were sending this uh, to Sami Monumena and Tony Tamer. And these are HIG Capital LLC. And they're, they're concerned. They're concerned about, quote, three election technology vendors. This is the first paragraph. We are writing to request information, HIG Capital's investment in Heart InterCivic, Inc., one of three election technology vendors responsible for developing, manufacturing, maintaining the vast majority of voting machines and software in the U.S., and to request information about your firm's structure. This letter goes on and on. They do not trust this software company. They do not trust this technology vendor company. And it's, it's, it goes on for almost 15 pages, and... All of a sudden, silence. You don't hear a thing from these three senators and one congressman. Isn't that amazing? That is just amazing. Yep. And I just want people to know that there used to be serious questions about these systems. This is a different system, the Dominion system. And they act like, you know, unfortunately, you have to read National Review and the others that say, you can only get 10,000 votes out of Pennsylvania, you know, at the Syria. They're not even f- following all the activity that's going on on the ground, are they, Sidney Powell? No, they're not at all, and this would change millions of votes. In fact, what they do is they run an algorithm against all the original votes that scrape votes from uh, Trump and give them to Biden in all kinds of places that you wouldn't even notice unless and until something went wrong. And what went wrong was that the huge the landslide for President Trump was so huge they had to shut down the machines and go backfill votes, and that's why there were shutdowns. Any machine that was shut down that night of the election where they stopped counting are the very machines that were uh, re redone or whatever, however they do it, to make the vote come out for Trump. And this guy, this my witness here. Witness that happen in real time in Venezuela. He knows that's how it works. We are particularly concerned that secretive and trouble-plagued companies owned by private equity firms and responsible for manufacturing and maintaining companies owned by private equity firms, uh, voting machines, 
and other election administration equipment have long skimped on security in favor of convenience, leaving voting systems across the country prone to security problems. December 6, 2019, Elizabeth Warren, 2019, where the hell is she today? Right. And where the hell is the press? Democrats have used it against their their own people, too. I have evidence that they used it to screw Bernie Sanders out of the California primary in 2016, that Hillary Clinton did that. Oh, and you know that the Admiral, uh, Fort Retired Admiral, who's president of Dominion, is now on the transition team, the, the, the fake transition team for the fake candidate Biden. For the fake office of the president. Here are the signatories. Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, as you had mentioned, Ron Wyden, and a member of Congress by the name of Mark Pocan, P-O-C-A-N. And, and, the, and nobody even goes to them today. Nobody asks, and nobody asks them. And, and by the way, they wrote to one company after another. They wrote to that company I just mentioned, to another company called the McCarthy Group. They wrote to one company, one vendor after another after another with the same letter. Here's one to Staple Street Capital Group. They're very concerned about the funding of these companies. They're very concerned about the, about the security of these companies, that they have so much control over the vote. And now, don't say anything. Don't, no, don't say anything. And you're trying to bring it yeah. all to light through the process, through a lawsuit, and it's hurry up, hurry up. Well, what's the problem here? You, there's no, I'm so sick of listening to these hosts and so forth. You know what they do, Sidney Powell? They'll go to Philadelphia and put a, a microphone in the face of a commissioner who's a defendant. What do you think? Have you found any fraud? Now, there's no fraud here. There's no fraud here. He doesn't yeah, know or he's lying. Yeah, there's go two ahead. possibilities. Some election officials would not know that their machines have been done like this. Others will and will be complicit in it. That will be the hard part to sort out. But it won't be hard. It is not hard because I've already done it for the most part, figured out where the huge problems were. And it's all the swing states who shut down overnight. All those states would have gone for Trump. And the Electoral College, I mean, the legislatures need to affect the will of the people and certify those states as pure Trump wins, every one of them. And there are more, too, but definitely those. What's going on here is shocking. I think this, this really does look at the dark underbelly of the system, particularly these Democrat strongholds and machines, uh, cities and states. You can see also, Sidney Powell, we have Republicans that are going along. You can see what's going on in Georgia, which is a disgrace. Uh, oh, yeah, well, the Georgia system was rushed in at the last minute, and I have had a lawyer tell me that he has a client who knows that there were essentially uh, Biden-type payoffs to family members of the Secretary of State and the governor. Oh, no, you're making allegations uh, just yeah. to protect the company here. I can't prove or disprove what you're saying. You're saying that. Right. I'm saying a lawyer told me that. A lawyer has a client okay. who told me that. All right, but but I'm just saying I have no independent knowledge of that. Right. Yes, we, All right. we have not confirmed that yet either. All right, well, I think the, the, the core issue here, which is that this Dominion company, they're not the only one, has had problems in the past, and some of these states and counties went ahead and, 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 and bought their uh, systems. Uh, it's a Canadian company bought their systems despite the fact that they had some serious issues, and I mean, amazingly, PBS pointed it out 
uh, on October 26, three weeks ago, and now everybody is silent except you and the campaign. It's really a disgusting thing. All right, my friend, we're going to keep monitoring this, and I want to thank you. I know you're doing a lot of heavy lifting. I want to thank you very, very much. Well, I can't wait for you to read this affidavit because it's mind-blowing. And you know it, was, I can't it wait was for designed this. in Venezuela for this very purpose, for the purpose of corrupting elections, and then it was exported around the world by communist money. Or democratic socialists. You know, I, uh, my problem is I can't, my email is all screwed up. I'm going to read it late tonight. I'll figure out a way to get it. Sydney, thank okay. you very, very much. Thank Make you. sure you lock your doors. <laughs> all right. Thanks. All right. God bless. Take care. The great Sidney Powell. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Hillsdale College serves four purposes. Learning, character, faith, and freedom. Education and faith thrive in freedom, and freedom requires educated people and people of good character to preserve it. Hillsdale College has been providing the education needed to preserve free government for over 175 years, not only to its 1,500 undergraduate and graduate students, but nationwide through its free online courses and through its support of classical K-12 charter schools. Hillsdale's Articles of Association, dating way back to 1844, commit to preserving the blessings of civil and religious liberty through the provision of sound learning. The learning includes the Constitution. It includes the laws of nature and nature's God as described in the Declaration of Independence. Hillsdale's motto is pursuing truth and defending liberty since 1844, and it will continue to fight to live up to that motto, come what may. Learn more at levinforhillsdale.com. L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Levin for Hillsdale.com. There's no evidence that there's anything wrong with the Dominion voting system, ladies and gentlemen. No evidence. Well, is a judge going to allow it to be audited? That's the issue. Are we going to get to the next step? Will they allow us to look? No. At least the issue of the Dominion voting system should be addressed in an honest way. I mean, PBS did it on October 26th. I haven't seen anybody else do it. October 6, 2012. New York Slimes. Error and fraud at issue as absentee voting rises. October 2012. About Florida, Tallahassee, in the morning of the primary here in August, the local elections board met to decide which absentee ballots to count. It wasn't an easy job. The board tossed out some ballots because they arrived without signature required on the outside of the envelope. You don't have to worry about that today in Pennsylvania. If rejected on that, said, see inside where the signature should have been. And, if, and it debated what to do with the ballots in which the signature on the envelope did not quite match the one on the... The county's fought. This article goes on and on and on. The New York Times, Adam Liptak, if he's still with us, he's not speaking out. About all the possibilities of mistakes, systemic problems, and fraud with absentee ballots. We're not even talking about absentee ballots. We're talking about mail-in ballots, and in some cases, ballots... From the Westwood One Podcast Network. He's here. He's here. Now.
now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811, You know, not a single one of these commentators on any of the cable shows, even, even my uh, colleagues, my favorite cable channel, should be free to comment on fraud and what's taking place in these states and cities if they haven't even looked into it. Do you agree with me, Mr. Producer? All they do is they speak, they pull out whiteboards, look at these numbers. I'm not interested in statisticians. I'm not interested in statisticians. You've got patriots. You've got people on the ground who are trying to get these cases heard. You have judges who are blocking them. You have judges that say, oh, well, that's speculation, and they won't go to the next step. All they have to do is is order audits. All they have to do is look into the. They won't do it. Many of them won't do it. I just played you the PBS piece last hour. I just started reading you the New York Times piece from, what is it, eight years ago. And I could read a ton more pieces to you about the kind of fraud or systemic issues that come up and so forth. I also pointed out to you a letter that was written by Elizabeth Warren and Ron Wyden and and two others, Amy Klobuchar and some jerk in the house, to multiple companies concerned about what? The accuracy of these voting systems. It's as if they never wrote the letter, and they're not alone. And they're not alone. Now, why am I bringing this up? Because we actually have experts who are concerned about this. IT experts, security experts. To bring some professor in from Michigan or something like that. I don't know if this is outrageous and so forth and so forth. What's outrageous? What's outrageous? And they try and turn Trump into some kind of a, something wrong with him. He must be. All right, I want to talk about the, the huge march in support of the president over the weekend. There were there had to be a hundred thousand people there. So as the group begins to disperse, and night begins to fall over Washington D.C., and people begin to separate from the crowd, walking through various side streets and so forth to go to their parking lots or their hotels, they're attacked by wolf packs, wolf packs. Black Lives Matter and Antifa, and they're proud of it. And it's hard to watch on the internet. It's hard to watch an old man hit, beaten. It's hard to watch a man sit in the back of his head. I'm looking at him right now. He falls on the ground, and then they kick his face. Now, I have a couple of questions to ask you folks. Who are these people? How hard is it for law enforcement to follow some of them home? Or to follow some of them to wherever they're going? To track them down? 
and then they drag their asses out of their houses or drag their asses out of some pub and throw them in prison. And so they get their hearing. How hard is that? They're terrorizing little kids. There was a 10-year-old little girl. There was a, you could see a mixed marriage couple with a a woman had her baby in her her stroller, a 10-year-old kid, a 13-year-old. They're crying. They're screaming at the tops of their lungs. Antifa, Black Lives Matter. Where's LeBron James? Where are all the sportscasters? Where's everybody? And then I got to watch and read. Biden puts out a statement about white supremacists. White supremacists. These people need to be rounded up. The president of the United States is able to fight his way back into the courts and everything else. The system is so so against him, but I feel like he's got a shot at this. I really do. Of course, it's an uphill battle. We're fighting the system. That he'll bring in active duty military and put an end to this. And for the left out there, which says nothing about the way these people are are brutalized. They can go to hell. They can go to hell. To watch that man who was trying to walk away from BLM and Antifa, and as he's walking away, some, some guy runs from behind him and punches him from behind, and he falls to the ground... You can see he's unconscious because, you know, you start to, to, to Twitter, he's on the ground. And then somebody comes up and kicks him in the head. And then another one comes up and kicks him. These are heartless, subhuman cockroaches. That's right, I said it. And they're to track them down, find out where the hell they live, find out where the hell they're gone, drag their asses out of these homes and everything, and put them in prison. This isn't the first time we've had rioters like this, you know. But it is the first time they haven't been put down. The problem is you have these leftists, these progressives, who run these cities. And you have these leftists and these progressives who run the media. You have POSs like Brian Stelter. Moronic, stupid little... And Jake Tapper and all these other losers and louses. Just disgusting. Track them down. Find out where the hell these people are. They had 20 arrests. I think only 20 arrests. And it's like, and I'm, I'm trying to write, like seven of them are armed with weapons, guns. And Biden's reaction, timid and and blaming white supremacists. I tell you, this is the paramilitary wing of the Democrat Party. And it's still out there. They're the enforcers. Remember what we talked about over the months. If they win Georgia and if the president of the United States loses, it's not just a choice between capitalism and socialism and constitutionalism and autocracy. They wished to replace country with party. 
They want you to have allegiance to the party and allegiance to the ideology. That's Marxism and neo-Marxism. That's Mao. That's Lenin. That's Stalin. That's Castro. They are the state. Their party is the state. That's why they have targeted the United States Supreme Court. That they cannot have an independent Supreme Court. That's intolerable. They must control the the legislature, the Senate. They must destroy the way we vote. It got too close in the House, so Nancy Pelosi will push harder, harder to destroy the vote. That's what's going on. To watch this stuff where there's four or five people on one guy just pounding away. These are wolf packs. That's what they are. These are wolf packs. And they wait for people when they're alone or they're in a small group and they surround them. Or people who are eating dinner outside where they're throwing firecrackers. These are paramilitary Democrats. BLM said they wanted Biden to win and Trump to lose. You don't hear from Oprah. Has she said anything negative? LeBron, has he said anything negative? Steve Carey, that slob from San Antonio. I can't remember his name. What's that coach's name? Popovich, whatever. Steve Kerr. And I could go down the list. All these mayors and corporate. Oh, BLM, look at that. What about the violence? Doesn't matter. You need to understand. Marxism is okay. The violence is okay. Their agenda is okay. Fascism, not okay. Well, neither are okay. Because they use the same tactics. And if you support BLM, you not only support Marxism, you support violence and fascism. And so does the Democrat Party. And these dumb fools that voted for the Democrat Party. One day they'll pay. The problem is we're all going to pay. They're all going to pay. I'll be right back. Lovin. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage, they don't charge you for it. What a novelty, a company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, LEVINPODCAST, Pure Talk USA, simply smarter wireless. You know, I want to get to this virus issue in a minute, but 
2012, October 6, Adam Liptak, the New York Times. Some quotes from this article. Really, I hope you're perking up. This is very important. Election experts say the challenges created by mail ballots could well affect outcomes this fall, this 2012, and beyond. The contests next month are close enough, but within what election lawyers call the margin of litigation, the grounds on which they will be fought will not be hanging chads, but ballots cast away from the voting booth. Later on, the trend will probably result in more uncounted votes, and it increases the potential for fraud. While fraud in voting by mail is far less common than innocent errors, it is vastly more prevalent than the in-person voting fraud, and has attracted far more attention, elected administrators say. It's a New York Times piece. Later in the piece, the list of very close elections with respect to this vote includes the 2008 Senate race in Minnesota in which Mr. Franken's victory over Mr. Coleman, the Republican incumbent, helped give Democrats the 60 votes in the Senate needed to pass Obama's health care bill. Mr. Franken won by 312 votes, while state officials rejected 12,000 absentee ballots. Now, Mark Elias was involved in that case. That's the slip-and-fall left-wing ambulance-chasing lawyer that's been involved in all these cases since and has been behind surrogates and Democrat groups and the Biden campaign to change the vote systems in these states because he saw how he took out Coleman for Franken and yanked that victory away from the Republicans. And so he's trying to set up similar systems throughout the state. They've actually set up worse systems, like in Pennsylvania. Still voting in person, goes the New York Times, is more reliable, particularly since election administrators made improvements to voting equipment after the 2000 presidential election. Later in the piece, very long piece, Republicans are in fact more likely than Democrats to vote absentee. Now we know that all changed. But there's bipartisan consensus that voting by mail, whatever its impact, is more easily abused than other forms. In a 2005 report signed by President Jimmy Carter and James A. Baker III, who served as Secretary of State under the first President George Bush, the Commission on Federal Election Reform concluded, quote, absentee ballots remain the largest source of potential voter fraud. Notice the media today, it's as if none of this exists, if none of this happened, and they're not going to help track this down. They sit there and say, where's the evidence? Carl Rove, I don't see the There are threads being pulled, and you've got to follow these patterns. But the media is not involved. Absentee voting, in person, Judge Richard Posner, the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit has written, is as a take-home exam is to a proctored one, which of course is right. The problem, said Mary Greenberg, a former county attorney in Miami, is really with the collection of absentee ballots at senior citizen centers. In Florida, people affiliated with political campaigns help people vote absentee, he said, helping quotation marks. This is now voter harvesting, which has been legalized in a number of states. We can go back to like a nursing home and say, do you have a ballot? No, let me get you one and let me make sure you vote. All of this is done to elect Democrats. It goes on. The problem's not limited to elderly, of course. Absentee, New York Times. Absentee ballots also make it much easier to buy and sell votes. In recent years, courts have invalidated mayoral elections in Illinois and Indiana because of fraudulent absentee ballots. And today, we can't even get secretaries of state to do these audits, or they do them and don't match signatures. And we have these county judges and these low-level state judges. No, you don't have enough evidence. You're out. You're out. You're out. 
Because the pressure's on. The words come down. Biden's the president. Stop looking into this stuff. Efforts to prevent fraud at voting places have an ironic consequence. Justin Levitt, a professor at Loyola Law School, told the Senate Judiciary Committee September last year. They will, he said, drive more voters into the absentee system where fraud and coercion have been documented to be real and legitimate concerns. Where are these professors today? Where are these reporters today? Where are these experts today? Where is PBS from three weeks ago? Nowhere. That is, said the professor, a law ostensibly designed to reduce the incident of fraud is likely to increase the rate at which voters utilize this system, known to succumb to fraud more frequently. Now this is, this is eight years ago, and we have less security in most of these states than we had before. In 2008, Minnesota officials rejected 12,000 absentee ballots, about 4,000, 4% of the vote. We're not nuts, ladies and gentlemen. We're right. We're the ones who, who know that there's systemic fraud out there. Not systemic racism, systemic fraud. Systemic fraud. Professors, testimony, a commission... New York Times, PBS. Now, you can hear a pin drop. A pin drop. It's really quite shocking. Yes, so this is Radio Free America, and I will continue to fight. And we have pieces in the Wall Street Journal. Ah, the Wall Street Journal. What is Trump's legal strategy to block certification of Biden victory in the states? Ladies and gentlemen, it saddens me to tell you this, because Rich Lowry is or was a friend of mine. He has a piece in National Review, which like all the liberals, I won't say it's dishonest in his case, because he's not dishonest. He's just... uh, unencumbered with information. He doesn't mention me. He wants to mention me, but he mentions Don Trump Jr., who merely tweeted out something I posted. And basically, I posted, state legislatures, do your job. Article 2, Section 1, Clause 2 of the Constitution. So what happened is, one of these jackasses for the Vox, which is a left-wing site, said Mark Levin supports the appointment of electors by Republican state legislatures to undermine the vote that took place. Now, Mark Levin never said that. This has to be the 50th time I've said it. So the idea that Rich Lowry at National View would basically regurgitate this argument with respect to DeSantis and Don Jr. is really quite appalling. That's not what happened. What we said is the law that was put in place by the state legislatures before the courts The secretaries of states, the governors, and or the state election boards change the laws in violation of the Constitution. Those are the constitutional laws, federal and state, that should be used as the basis for counting the vote. It's exactly the case in front of the U.S. Supreme Court. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. 
So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Do you ever talk back to your radio? Then you must be listening to Mark Levin. Pick up the phone and call 877-381-3811. I want to get to the virus issues, but I can't because it's just too many. And there's actually breaking news on, on this litigation. When you watch it discussed on TV, it's like, oh, there's a lawsuit, another lawsuit dismissed. None of these lawsuits should be dismissed. None of them. They're making top-notch arguments. I know I'm reading them. So, uh, they're not frivolous. This is from the Washington Times. Yesterday. President Trump's legal team on Sunday said accusations of rigged voting machines not only cast doubt on the election results, but also demand a national security investigation. Dominion Voting Systems... Widely used ballot scanning machines and vote tabulation software are suspected of inflating vote totals for presumed President-elect Joseph Biden. Those suspicions so far are not fully substantiated. Well, where are they supposed to be substantiated? In a court of law. So a court needs to allow these things to proceed. The company, however, listen to this, is no stranger to election integrity concerns, including a corporate lineage with links to the late Venezuelan socialist strongman Hugo Chavez? It was designed to rig elections, Sidney Powell, a leader of the Trump legal team, told Fox. And we just had her on the program. And she said, Trump, okay, let me leave that. Former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, another point man for the Trump legal team, called for a national security investigation. Now, the suspicion stemmed from the discovery on election night that Dominion ballot scanners and software switched 6,000 votes from Mr. Trump to Mr. Biden in Atrium County, Michigan. The mix-up was caught and corrected, and the correction is reflected in Mr. Biden's 150,000 vote lead in Michigan's tally. So this is how they give it the back of the hand. Speculation of widespread vote switching ensued because Dominion Voting Systems provides voting technology to more than two dozen states. The company claims on its website to service 40% of America's voters. Something is wrong with that. The left-leaning mainstream media outlets dismiss concerns about Dominion voting machines as a conspiracy theory. AP reported it in a fact check, quote-unquote, that there was no evidence to support Mr. Trump's claim that election technology deleted large numbers of vote for him. There was just an example of 6,000. Dominion said allegations that its machines contributed to election fraud are 100% false. 
Let's continue. Election officials, Republican officials raised alarm when a Dominion ballot scanning machine in the Republican stronghold of Atrium County reported unofficial results showing Mr. Biden beat Mr. Trump by 3,000 votes. Then they found that the machine had switched. No, no, it wasn't the machine. It was human error. It's not only Trump supporters making accusations of potential ballot tampering through Dominion's machines and software. Georgia poll watcher Garland Favorito, a co-founder of the election integrity group Vote Georgia, identified suspicious ballot counts in a sworn affidavit filed with the Georgia Secretary of State. He witnessed an unexplained 20,000 vote increase for Mr. Biden and a 1,000 vote decrease for Mr. Trump. He said he's neither a Republican nor a Trump supporter. He said the artificially inflated votes for Mr. Biden emanated from the same Dominion software used in Michigan. Software appears to have thrown votes from Trump to Biden here, too, told Real Clear Investigations, or Biden ballots were manufactured. Dominion's corporate origins trace back to Smartmatic, a voting technology company established in 2000 that had ties with Hugo Chavez. Smartmatic was founded by three Venezuelan engineers and incorporated in Delaware with its headquarters in Boca Raton, Florida. By 2004, the company had vastly expanded and bought Bizta, an electric voting company in which Smarttech and the Venezuelan government both owned large shares. Just from that, what in the hell are we doing with a company that had any ties with Venezuela's government? In 2005, Smarttech bought Sequoia, one of the U.S. companies producing automated voting machines. So this Smartmatic is what it is. Smartmatic bought Sequoia. So this is Smartmatic with ties to the Hugo Chavez machine. U.S. officials began to take notice. Representative Carolyn Maloney, New York Democrat, wrote in May 2006 to Treasury Secretary John Snow under George W. Bush, demanding an investigation of the Venezuelan government influence and U.S. voting system. You know, there's far more here than there was ever in the Russia collusion matter. Is there not, Mr. Producer? I mean, come on. As you can imagine, having a foreign government invest in or buy a company that services U.S. elections could raise concerns about the integrity of the elections conducted by these machines, said left-wing Democrat Carol Maloney. Subsequent scrutiny of Sequoia voting and optical scan machines, which basically were rebranded Smartmatic systems, found tabulation errors similar to those of disputed elections under Chavez in Venezuela. While under review by the Committee on Foreign Investment in the U.S., Smartmatic in 2006, ready for this, sold Sequoia to Bain Capital, the corporate raider firm with ties to Senator Mitt Romney, Republican Utah. I'm just reading this. In 2010, Sequoia was purchased by Dominion, at the time a little-known Canadian company that manufactured voting machines. Nothing to see here. Just walk away. Walk away. No big. Just move along. Move along. Mm-hmm. Just move along. Really quite un- unbelievable uh, when you think about these things, as I do. I'm not a conspiracy nut, but then on the other hand, I'm not a Pollyanna. And so when you see things like this, you haven't heard any of this on TV tonight. None of it. 
None of it. And you're not going to. And if somebody dares to bring it up online, they're cut off. They're censored by the uh, by the Gestapo on uh, in big media. In my humble opinion. Let's see here. We have uh, some breaking news uh, in Pennsylvania. I mean, you, these Trump lawyers, ladies and gentlemen, they are duking it out. You know, well, look at this. It's dismissed. It's dismissed. Well, they're going to have to appeal because some of these judges are rotten. In Pennsylvania, one of the lawsuits they filed, they've made a strong equal protection argument across the board, and they've added the argument that in Democrat counties representing over 600,000 ballots cast, the Secretary of State gave guidance to the election boards in those counties, only Democrat counties, to cure these ballots. So if somebody didn't vote the right way, or something wasn't right with the ballot, or whatever, they would actually contact them which is a violation of Pennsylvania state law. In the heavily Republican areas, they were not contacted. If a ballot was defective, it wasn't counted. Now, if that's not an equal protection clause violation, I don't know what is. You've got to hope these judges have guts and they're going to stand up to this stuff. But look how the Republicans fold. Asa Hutchison in Arkansas, he has no idea what the hell's going on. Marco Rubio, he has no idea what the hell's going on. None of them do. Mitt Romney, to me, Mitt Romney has some answering to do. But that's all right. He's another one. Oh, and John Bolton. John Bolton says this is just terrible, you know. Senator very much like Barack Obama. Ladies and gentlemen, the people attacking this recount, they're the ones undermining our constitutional system including the people I just named. They're undermining our Constitution, where there's serious equal protection issues. They're undermining efforts to dig into what's going on in these cities and these voting machines. These aren't conspiracies. You have serious lawyers involved in this. Pam Bondi, Rudy Giuliani, Sidney Powell, DeGeneva, Tonsing. And more than that, you also have organizations threatening these law firms and threatening these lawyers and contacting their, their clients, some of whom are very, very well-known clients, to pressure them so that the president doesn't have any representation in this case. Look at how fascistic this is. You see no complaints about this in the media. Guy with a whiteboard goes on TV. Why doesn't he put that stuff on his whiteboard? Because he's done. I have no idea how this is going to turn out. No idea, but... You know, people are finally trying to fight and take a look at this stuff. We know that John Kennedy stole the election from Richard Nixon in 1960. We know in 2000, Gore tried to steal it from Bush. And started all the litigation. You know what's interesting? Richard Nixon was presented with evidence of the fraud that had taken place in Cook County and other places in this country, West Virginia and so forth. And he was urged to bring a lawsuit. You know what Nixon said? No. I'm not going to undermine the country's faith in the election system. Nixon, who they hate and have always hated. Al Gore brings a lawsuit in three counties, all Democrat counties. And so this begins the, the, the litigation process. 
And you might say, well, Trump's litigating. Trump is litigating in defense. This clown Mark Elias, another guy by the name of Bauer, these are legal hitmen. And they learned from that 2000 race. And Elias learned when the election was stolen from Coleman. And so in every state in this country, they're trying to change the election rules so the Democrats can win. And finally, finally, you have a president and you have lawyers and you. Tens of millions of you say, that's enough. We need to get to the bottom of this. Or in two years or four years, it'll only get worse. We need to get to the bottom of this. And we need to hold these judges to account too. What are the names of these judges who are, matter of fact, just dismissing serious constitutional claims. And where are these U.S. Supreme Court justices going to stand? Do they actually believe in the franchise or not? And there they go in Georgia again on state uh, U.S. Senate races that make all the difference in the world. Same machines, same Dominion voting system. No. This is now what separates the men from the boys, the women from the girls, and the patriots from the fools. This isn't some big conspiracy thing. PBS didn't think so initially. The New York Times didn't think so a few years back. The Commission on Election Reform 15 years ago was very, very concerned about absentee ballots. Imagine what they'd be thinking about mail-in ballots with these Democrat governors and Democrat uh, uh, boards of elections and secretaries of state are mailing Ballots out to people, they don't even know if they exist. They don't even know if they're dead. They don't even know if they're sending three to the same person because the rolls are a disaster, and everybody knows the rolls are a disaster. doesn't matter. As long as Trump loses and Biden wins. But it does matter. I'll be right back. Mark in. Black Friday, Cyber Monday, one day only sale. Wouldn't you rather just work with a company who puts you on a pedestal every day? That's what you get with Pure Talk, a veteran-run wireless company that understands what it means to serve. Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. Now, if you're with them, you're overpaying pure and simple. Pure Talk can easily save you over $400 a year. Unlimited talk, text, and two gigs of data for just 20 bucks a month. And if you go over on data usage... They don't charge you for it. What a novelty. A company that actually puts their customers first. You can keep your phone and your number or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Just go to puretalkusa.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. When you do, you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalkusa.com, promo code L-E-V-I-N, LEVINPODCAST, USA. Simply Smarter Wireless. Now I want to show you what kind of a guy Joe Biden is. Today he's out there. You know, if you don't let me in on this virus thing, you're going to be killing people. You jackass. You were questioning the viability of these viruses all during the campaign. So now I want to Reveal something to you, ladies and gentlemen, from the New York Post. Tax filings reveal Biden cancer charity spent millions on salaries, zero on research. I wonder what Fauci says. 
A cancer charity started by Joe Biden gave out no money to research and spent most of its contributions on staff salaries, federal filings show. The Biden Cancer Initiative was founded in 2017 by the former vice president and his wife, Dr. Jill Biden, to develop, quote, and drive implementation of solutions to accelerate progress in cancer prevention, detention, diagnosis, research and care, and to reduce disparities in cancer outcomes, according to the IRS mission statement. But it gave out no grants in its first two years and spent millions on the salaries of former Washington, D.C. aides, aides that it hired. This guy's a crook. And now they use cancer. Can you imagine this guy in charge of the vaccine? The charity took in $4.8 million in 2017 and 2018, spent $3 million on payroll for two years. The group's president, Gregory Simon, took in 430000 in fiscal 2018, according to the charity's most recent federal filings. Now, this guy, Greg Simon, is a former Pfizer executive and longtime health care lawyer. Oh, no wonder Pfizer waited till after the election to, hey, 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 guess what? We have a vaccine. Hey, it's 90% effective. Well, why didn't you tell us a few days ago? Uh, we didn't want to. Biden sets up the Biden Cancer Initiative. They don't spend one damn penny. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, this final hour of the podcast is sponsored exclusively by AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we care about, faith, family, and freedom. Thank you for listening, and please support AMAC. And you can become a member at amac.us slash join. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. You know... It's the left that's filled with white supremacists. Let me explain. White leftists who want to control our lives, all of our lives, regardless of your race, your religion, your background, your wealth. That's white supremacy. Every now and then they let a minority in. Okay, Kamala can come in. You know, we elect Obama once. That's fine. Look at the Senate. Look at the Democrats in the Senate. There's white supremacy right there. Reverend Raphael Warnock wants to be a United States Senator. He wants to be a United States Senator. And the Democrats in Georgia want him to be a United States Senator. And Chuck Schumer wants him to be a United States Senator. And Joe Biden wants him to be a United States Senator. Joe Biden's going to go to... Georgia to campaign for him. Here's what the Reverend Raphael Warnock, very close to Reverend Wright, tight as tight can be. Here's what he said October 2016. 
Hat tip Breitbart, cut nine, go. If it is true that a man who has dominated the news and poisoned the discussion for months needs to repent, then it is doubly true that a nation that can produce such a man and make his vitriol go viral needs to repent. I don't, no matter what happens next month, more than a third of the nation that would go along with this is reason to be afraid. America needs to repent for its worship of whiteness on, on full display. Sick. Sick. Whiteness on full display. It's just filled with hate. Whiteness on full display. He's a racist. It's what he is. We don't need any more public officials like this. We really don't. But Joe Biden's going to go to Georgia to campaign for him. Barack Obama, Michelle Obama support him. But don't you know about unity, ladies and gentlemen? Here's what the right Reverend Raphael Warnock said in March 2015. Cut 10, go. So in Ferguson, police power showing up in a kind of gangster and thug mentality. You know, you, know how, you, you can wear all kinds of colors and be a thug. You can sometimes wear the colors of the state and behave like a thug. Mm-hmm. You can. Or you can be Antifa or Black Lives Matter and brutalize people and be a thug. All right, it's time to get to the virus. Man, I need like 10 hours today. This is what Andrew Cuomo said on September 24 about the vaccines the president was talking about. The president kept saying, we have vaccines coming. They wouldn't believe them. They lied about them. They said it better not come out before the election. Here's what the governor of New York said. The people in New York, by the way, did you see that there's a mass exodus in New York, Mr. Producer? 300,000 people have already left New York. By that, I mean New York City in the last eight months, nine months. 300,000. The problem is, real quickly, footnote, Arizona. 30% of the people coming to Arizona are from California, and most of them are Democrats, and they're going to Arizona, and they're voting Democrat. I read that's part of the the demographic problem in Arizona. It's also part of the demographic problem now in Texas and Nevada. So you have these leftists, these Democrats, they leave California. And you know why they're leaving California? They don't like the tax rate, and the housing's too expensive. So they go into Arizona, and they vote Democrat. They go into Texas, they vote Democrat. They go into Nevada, they vote Democrat. It's a poison. They're like locusts. I've always said they're like locusts. That's why they destroyed Virginia. Coming in from Maryland and D.C. and wherever. Hey, this is great. Low taxes. It's actually well run. I'm going to vote Democrat. Screwed up the whole damn state. And they're doing the same in Georgia. Locusts. Where was I? Oh, yes. The virus. I'm going to say this, and I mean it. Anthony Fauci is a media whore. What? 
He's a media whore. He has spent 50 years working in the media. That's why he's on CNN with Jake Tapper constantly. That's what he is. I don't know how he has time to do his job. And then, of course, they go to him. Uh, Shall we use vaccines? He's, he's not the only expert out there. He's not the, So he comments on politics all the time. All the time. And always against the president. Always against the president. But I want you to hear these science types, not all of them. In fact, a lot of them disagree with them. I just want you to see the stranglehold they have on us, like these, uh, these fascistic governors in California, in New York, in New Jersey, in Michigan, in Illinois, these dark blue states, these fascistic governors where there's nothing to stop them. Everything's changed. Remember, Mr. Producer, 15 days to uh, flatten the curve, 30 days to flatten the curve. Now they have seven months to flatten the country. And then they make political decisions. All right, you can't go to church, but you can riot, loot, and burn. What? Yes. Yes. It's sick. It's kind of what Alito was talking about. But here's Anthony Fauci on CNN yesterday. Cut 11, go. Once somebody has been immunized, uh, for, I guess for Pfizer, it's two doses. Uh, I'm not sure what it is for Moderna or the other vaccines. It's one, dummy. One. Go ahead. Once, it's, once the process is complete, does that mean they can take off their masks? They don't have to social distance? They See, can just he knows the answer ahead of time, and he's very upset. Lisp and all. Does that mean they take off their masks? So he's feeding a, uh, a grapefruit over the plate for Fauci. That's about all they can do when it comes to baseball. Go ahead. As before? You know, I would recommend that that's not the case. I would recommend you have an added uh, area of protection. Uh, that's um, enough. That's enough. Why do I care what this guy says? He's been wrong so often. As I said, nobody's talking about this but me. People are wearing masks all over the place. Everywhere I go, it's masks. I see very few people not wearing masks. They go in stores, they're wearing masks. They're going up to a store, they're wearing a mask. They get out of the car, they put the mask on. Great. I do the same damn thing. And yet, look at this, ladies and gentlemen. A massive resurgence of the coronavirus. I wonder why. It's not masks. But nobody mentions that but me. Why is that? Why don't they all mention that? Cut 12. Go. Let's talk about how this could work. We're obviously <laughs> in the middle of a transition between... This is Savannah Guthrie, uh, Guthrie named after a city in, uh, in Georgia. Go ahead. The Trump administration and the incoming Biden administration. How concerned are you that the White House has still not greenlighted um, the transition so that folks in your side of things can be talking to the incoming so Biden? So she asks him a politically leading question and he wants to answer it. Sure, I'll answer it. Go ahead. Administration. Well, Savannah, I mean, obviously it's something that we're concerned about. I mean, as you know, I've, I've served in, in six administrations. Hey, shut up. Shut up. I don't care how many administrations. Six? I thought it was 26. Passing the baton. I'm going to pass the baton from one administration to the other. Remember, this guy worked with Biden in 2000. Oh, they were so good with the, with the swine flu. Hey, we have a vaccine. I know, but it's too late, you idiot. Fauci didn't create this vaccine, ladies and gentlemen. The private sector did. Fauci didn't figure out how to get this manufactured in advance. The president of the United States did with his administration. 
the President of the United States figured out how to get it um, available out, out to the market, the people who they did all this stuff without Fauci. Fauci was on CNN, you know. So, ladies and gentlemen, even if we have a vaccine, wear the masks, 10 people or less, no school, no churches, rioting, arson, okay. But the rest, no, the virus likes rioters and arsonists. This is stupid. I don't see how he's so bright. But he loves the media. And he's very excited now to be back with his buddy, Joe Biden. I'll be right back. Mark Levin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Welcome back, America. We have a great guest, Dinesh D'Souza, who has an outstanding film out, Trump Card, the movie. But before we get to that, Dinesh, isn't it amazing the pressure that's being put on this president and his administration just to fold up his tent and leave town? I mean, I've never seen anything like this. The Democrats lay the groundwork in these states for all kinds of systemic issues. We've got judges who are, you know, I don't, I'm not interested in that. So they drop the case and so forth. Well, we have equal protection issues, serious constitutional issues. You even have Republicans attacking. They just want them to get out, don't they? Mark, it's really deeply shocking. I've never seen anything, as you haven't, in our adult lifetimes. Um, we're seeing a collusion between the media uh, and the Democrats and a certain faction of the Republican Party that seems uh, that it will be relieved if somehow Trump vacates and moves away. Uh, I think they ultimately are afraid of the MAGA agenda itself, and they're afraid of Trump's way of sort of turning things up under rocks. Um, Remember, there's also a huge unfinished agenda for the Trump second term. Um, You know, Trump wasn't able to get these deep state malefactors because he didn't control his own Justice Department for three years. But I think he's surely going to do it in the second term. So there's a sense of terror among the bad guys, uh, and they just can't wait to get rid of him. The other thing here is uh, the the, uh, media, and I include big tech. So people are moving over to Parler, and I want my people to move over to Parler, too. It is, it is an open site, liberal, conservative, whoever wants to go there to post. And now Parler is being trashed as a right-wing site owned by the Mercers. 
I don't know who the Mercers are. I've never met the Mercers. I read about them in the media. Who cares? Who cares? We have the Dominion voting system that at one point was associated with, with, uh, with the Venezuelan uh, dictatorship. That doesn't seem to upset the left. But here we have Parler, where anybody can go on. Liberals can start whatever they want. So they're trashing Parler because it is an entrepreneurial alternative to Facebook and Twitter and the rest of that crap crowd. Isn't it amazing how fascistic the left really is? It is. I mean, it's t- it took me years and years to get just on. Uh, I like the hostile space. The The reason I'm setting up an alternative in parlor is I don't like the censorship. I don't like a bunch of 20-somethings in man buns, you know, restricting me and banning me, and then I have no one to call. I mean, with any other private corporation, you know, if United Airlines cancels your reservation, you can call up and scream at them, hey, put me back on. You made a mistake. You're idiots. But you can't do it with these guys. They're basically operating in the dark. So it's the censorship. It's the sword of Damocles hanging over your head and mine. I think that's the real reason why we're setting up on these alternative platforms like Parler and Rumble. You know, uh, and by the way, I suspect they're going to come after talk radio. These people are really full of themselves right now, beating people senselessly, almost within an inch of their life in the street brutalizing senior citizens, little kids. It doesn't even matter your race. None of that matters. This whole BLM thing is a fraud. It's a, a Marxist front group. And the uh, Biden puts out, he, he opposes violence of all kinds, and then he says the white supremacists in Washington. What the hell is he talking about? Well, it strikes me that these, the Democrats have come to the view um, that they need a paramilitary, that ultimately their enforcement of conformity in the society, it's not enough to have the corporations, it's not enough to have the athletes, it's not enough to have digital censorship. They literally need to approach people in cafes, they need to pull people out of cars, they need to go to MAGA rallies and harass the elderly and the children. I mean, this is reaching, I think, a new level and it's, I think, putting our side, it's making us feel unsafe in our own country. And it's done with the approval of a major political party. That is the grim reality of it. This can't go on forever, can it? You no, no. I, I think what's happening is we're seeing in front of us the guardrails of our society toppling off. I mean, just look down the Bill of Rights. Now, these are rights that we never ceded to the government. They're not even up for democratic referendum. Majorities do not have the right to cancel your free speech or mine, your right to conscience or mine. And yet the fact that we're seeing the basic provisions of the Bill of Rights just being, just being steamrolled one after another by democratic mayors and governors and by people like these digital moguls who are, after all, controlling public platforms and public space, uh, this is all, I think, a sign of a very dark America to come if we let it. You know, your movie, TrumpCardTheMovie.com, TrumpCardTheMovie.com, which is now on my social sites, Mark Levin Show Parlor, Mark Levin Show Twitter, Mark Levin Show Facebook. You really, you really dug into this man. You really got a sense for this man. He truly is a historic figure, isn't he? 
Trump is, I mean, even if Trump were a one-term president, he would be an immensely consequential president. I mean, just look at the two things he's done to the Republican Party alone. Number one, he has altered the demographics of the party. We're now much more of a working-class party, and I don't mean a white working-class party, a working-class party across the board. Number two, he's toughened the spine of the Republican Party. We were the party of the wimps and the namby-pambies, and I think a lot of the reason the left felt it could get away with this is because they believe we can knock down your monuments, you will never knock down our monuments. We can pack the court, you would never dream of packing the court. We can use the deep state against you, you would never dream of using the deep state against us. And we can cheat in elections because we know you wouldn't dream of doing it. So the very fact that we seem to be so easygoing, so passive, so willing to go along, this has increased the appetite for aggression on the left. Mm-hmm. So where do you think... I'll ask you the question I get endlessly. Where do you think we're going now? Well, I must say that, you know, until now, until recently, I thought that the only evidence that we were good could produce in this, uh, in this whole election fraud business was episodic cases of a dead man here, a dead man there, and then second, anomalous statistical patterns that create huge improbabilities. But the third option that has now come onto the table is the idea of rigging the machines. Now, this is what they do in my wife's home country of Venezuela. They rig the machines. They program the machines to move votes back and forth. If this can be documented, Mark, I think the lid blows off, and I think that all bets are off. And I think this will have serious consequences for the Democratic Party's very existence. If they colluded in trying to make this happen, I cannot even imagine the consequences of this moment right now. The problem is getting a judge to allow people like Sidney Powell and others to really pursue this, Dinesh. That's the problem. We need serious judges who are going to uphold the law, Supreme Court justices who are going to uphold the law and let this go forward. Dinesh D'Souza. TrumpCardTheMovie.com, TrumpCardTheMovie.com, one of the great scholars of our era. Dinesh, God bless you, my friend. Thank you very much. And you take care of yourself. We'll be right back. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest-growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead, A-M-A-C dot U-S. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. Andrew Cuomo is probably the worst and the dumbest man to ever serve as governor of any state. 
and I'm including on the planet. And so, of course, he deserves to be reelected in the state of New York, where people are trying to get out of there as fast as they can. Now, Andrew Cuomo, on September 24th, said, I don't trust this administration with the vaccine. There's a limited number of initial vaccines, so the governor doesn't want them sent, unless, of course, his people look at it first. What the governor doesn't tell you, because he's a schmuck, is there's level after level after level of scientific review, even before it gets to the FDA. Why? Because these companies don't want to blow money, and they don't want to be sued. So they're working hard. And guess what else? The people who work at these companies, putting aside the the bureaucratic management, these are serious people. They're real scientists. They're not like Fauci running around on TV. Every day, day in and day out, they're wearing the white coats. They're in the labs. They're trying to figure out what to do. They're not on with Jake Tapper. But here's Cuomo. The president says we have vaccines. They'll be out soon. Then you remember the gaggle of the press. Right, what do you mean they'll be out soon? Is this a, is, are you cutting corners? What are you trying to do? And I, what did I say back then? President's trying to save lives, for God's sakes. And he's being attacked for trying to save lives. Now, where was all this red tape? In organizations like Fauci runs. And the president had to chop through the red tape. With a machete. Not cutting any corners. But the bureaucracy resists, even when lives are at stake. And that includes Fauci's massive bureaucracy. But he's not following the science. He won't wear a mask. Won't wear a mask. Well, apparently a hell of a lot of people are wearing masks and getting this virus. I'm serious. Why am I the only one pointing this out? More people are wearing more masks than ever before in the nation's history. More people are wearing more masks every damn day. They're wearing a mask. They're wearing a mask. As soon as they get out of the car, as soon as they leave their home, as soon as they go into a place, wearing masks, 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 masks. I, I, you don't even know what the guy looks like. Or they go, fine. But they're getting the coronavirus. How is that possible? Well, it's just an extra layer of defense. Andrew Cuomo, September 24, 2020. Cut 13, go. On the issue of the vaccine... The vaccine, like everything else in this country, uh, it's it's uh, partisan and it's questioned and there's controversy about it. Uh, the way the federal government has handled the vaccine, there are now serious questions about whether or not the vaccine is become politicized. Uh, there's been tremendous reporting on that. And the people of this country don't trust this federal government. With this vaccine process, how can I say that? I didn't say it. Americans said it. Fifty-four percent say they wouldn't take the vaccine yet. The uh, president is, is once again in a dispute with the FDA. FDA says they want to make the approval more rigorous, more transparent. The president says they're trying to politicize it. So the first question is, the vaccine safe? Uh, frankly, I'm not going to trust the federal government's opinion. And I wouldn't recommend to New Yorkers based on the federal government's opinion. So why would you send the vaccine then to the governor who's in charge of distributing it? You get the point? 
No, 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 but it's Trump's fault. Trump's playing politics with the vac. No, he's not. The initial amount is $20 million. Cuomo said what he said. President said when Cuomo says he's ready to take the vaccine, he'll get vaccines. But Cuomo's never said that. Instead, he attacks the president. You see how it works? Cuomo's irresponsible. 40, 54% of the American people said that because of the, the disgusting media, the disgusting Democrats. That's why. That's why. And a couple other things here that I pulled together. This is from the Daily Mail. A British paper, if you will. U.S. COVID-19 hospitalizations surpassed the April peak by 17% as Texas becomes a top hotspot with 20,000 deaths, second only to New York, they mean overall. And more than 130,000 cases are recorded nationwide for the sixth day in a row, despite the masks. Then they say, but the fatality rate is less than 1%. Shouldn't that be the headline, Mr. Producer? The fatality rate, in fact, it's 0.65. It's two-thirds of 1%. It's two, hello, hello, America, hello. It's two-thirds of 1% before we even have a vaccine. On Sunday, the United States recorded 133,045 new cases and 616 fatalities. The highest death point was reached in May on a Saturday, and then on a Sunday, according to the analysis that's been done. So they don't tell you this. They'll tell you we have 11,147,000 cases we've had of the coronavirus. We've had 246,000 deaths. What's the rate of deaths? Two-thirds of one percent. Now, Moderna announces this morning it's got a vaccine that is 94.5% effective, at least in its trials. And unlike the Pfizer vaccine, it's one shot, not two. And you can be kept in a, in a freezer, freezer conditions, you know, for medical uh, uh, facilities. Whereas the Pfizer one, it's like 70 degrees below zero. It's required. I don't really care. Whatever works, works. That's Operation Warp Speed. That's Donald Trump, Mr. Businessman, who they hate. Who they hate. And if we don't successfully expose what's been going on in this election, he will be gone from the presidency. He'll be gone from the presidency. Instead, we'll have these nitwits that are nationalizing everything inside. You realize if Trump did some of the things that Biden said he should have done, we wouldn't be where we are today. Remember how he wanted to nationalize industries and so forth? This is what they do. They don't even have a right, constitutional right to do it. Let's see, Tyler O'Neill. He cut off the source, I'm sorry, of this article. Mr. Producer, if you can find out, that's fine. Trump on Operation Warp Speed, five times faster than fastest prior vaccine. President celebrated the historic progress of Operation Warp Speed, his administration's effort to develop a vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. No medical breakthrough. 
of this scope of magnitude has ever been achieved, he said. Operation Warp Speed is unequaled and unrivaled anywhere in the world. As a result of Operation Warp Speed, Pfizer announced on Monday that its China virus vaccine is more than 90% effective. And now today, the following Monday, we have another Moderna. It says it's 94.5% effective and easier to use. And there's five more. You see, the Trump administration put in billions of dollars in seed money to help give many of these private companies some capital to work from. And then they, then they let contracts, literally producing the vaccines early on before they're approved, just in case they work. I know it's Tyler O'Neill. Who's he with, Rich? Oh, PJ Media. I'm sorry. PJ Media. Very good. We try to give credit. Thank you, Rich. And so the whole process from invention to development to manufacture to distribution, which will involve the military, among other things, is already in place. And I know what the president's thinking. I bring Biden in here, that dumb bastard's going to take credit for everything. Now, Mark, you're, you're playing into how vain the president... No, I'm not. Joe Biden's ideology, Joe Biden's party, could never have done this. Could never have done this. They would have screwed it up every step of the way. Because they distrust capitalism, they distrust entrepreneurship, they distrust the private sector... Remember, he and Pelosi, he's not nationalizing. I would, I would nationalize. I would shut up and sit down, dummy. You had your chance in 2009 and you blew it. Biden's last words to me, remember what he said, Mr. Producer? A year and a half or two years ago on the Acela train. Of course, if you wanted to find Biden, you'd just take a ride on the Acela train. Remember what he said? You're a smart ass. He's right about that. I'm smart. He's the other part. Now, that said, when I said, well, Mr. Vice President, you don't have any protection. I don't know that that's wise. He said, well, thank you for that. Thank you for that. Then I went to the restroom, and then I walked back. That's our great meeting. Meeting of the, well, my mind and meeting of the half mind. Then Dr. Jill got on the train. I think it was in Wilmington or got off the train. Terrific. Now we're on the train. Train off the edge of the cliff, potentially. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is one of the fastest growing organizations in America. Now over 2 million conservative members strong, and I'm one of them. AMAC believes in and stands up for the values that we constitutional conservatives care about. More than talk, AMAC fights. A full-time presence in Washington, AMAC pushes back against reckless spending, disasters like Medicare for All, and the expanding reach of the federal government. And beyond advocacy, joining AMAC gives you access to a wealth of benefits and discounts, including special member-only rates on car insurance, travel discounts, cell phone plans, and a hell of a lot more. And if that's not enough, you'll get AMAC's bi-monthly magazine, full of insightful articles on issues that matter to most of us, we conservatives. As I said, I'm an AMAC member, and you should be too. Join today at amac.us. 
That's A-M-A-C dot U-S. Stop supporting the liberal agenda that the other 50-plus organization has been pushing for. Join AMAC instead. A-M-A-C dot U-S. Dr. Fauci with the shutdowns. Biden with the shutdowns. Keep in mind, they all get paid. It doesn't affect them. Most of their constituent groups, they get paid. Where they get some kind of government subsidy, many of you, you're working. You're working stiffs. Like me. If there's something shut down, I don't get paid. So back in May 2020, actually, it's the Daily Mail looking at statistics, I should say. Among other things, death rates among under 50s are climbing, rising 1.3% per year between 2008 and 2017. And they're not talking about the virus. Unaware that they might be at risk for cancer, younger people may miss warning signs of colorectal cancer, such as blood in the stool. If the cancer is diagnosed early in a young person, their odds of survival is very good. But because they often don't know to watch for potential symptoms, the cancer is often at its later stages by the time it's diagnosed, making it more fatal. And the number of colonoscopies performed in the U.S. declined nearly 70% in March and April of 2020. You believe that? Nearly 70%. What else? Early detection of any cancer is key to keeping fatality risk low, including breast cancer. 67% fewer women got mammograms in the spring of 2020 compared to 2018 and 2019. We see large declines in colorectal and breast cancer screening, uh, says Dr. Whaley, one of the doctors they conferred with. If these screenings are delayed for high-risk patients, there could be undetected cancer progression. Preventive and routine appointments and procedures were down almost across the board. The number of blood sugar tests used to detect and monitor diabetes orders was down 50%. Angioplasties to restore blood through, uh, blood through clogged and blocked arteries fell 17% amid the pandemic. This is back in May. Vaccinations for children under 2 fell by 22%. That's particularly concerning because low vaccination rates among kids can open the door to outbreaks of mostly controlled viral diseases, like the measles. Common surgeries to repair broken bones or torn muscles or eye cataracts, as well as diagnostic MRIs, all fell. Fewer people were using cholesterol and diabetes drugs, suggesting they might not have renewed appointments and were not keeping their conditions as well managed. Even chemotherapy treatments declined, suggesting some patients may have risked tumor growth rather than risk potential coronavirus exposure at healthcare facilities. This is what the media have done to us, what the Democrats and Biden have done to us. Fear, 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 fear. What's the death rate again? Oh, uh, two-thirds of one percent. Oh, I just wanted to make sure. The researchers saw a 4,000% increase in telemedicine appointments, but some Americans were much more likely to start using telemedicine than others. The extent to which access barriers to telemedicine contribute to lower rates of in-person care deferral and thus increases in potential exposure should be examined in future work. And it goes on. What else have the media failed to do? Where are the statistics? How many people have died because of the coronavirus advice that's been given by Dr. Fauci and CNN and MSNBC and the other phony experts 
who have medical degrees but don't have the foggiest idea what the hell they're talking about. They scared the hell out of everybody. How many people have died as a result of the media propaganda? How many people have died as a result of the, the hate for Trump? As a result of the bureaucrats in one scientific and medical unit after another in our bureaucracy? Dr. Fauci, I ask you. He doesn't know. You know why? He's focused on infectious diseases. He doesn't know what's going on with cancer, diabetes. He doesn't know what's going on with, uh, with anything else. He doesn't get, wear a mask, wear a mask. Ladies and gentlemen, we salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, and emergency personnel. God bless you all. All you lawyers working out there without any credit whatsoever to try and expose the corruption. From the Westwood One Podcast Network.